जय राधमाधव कुंजाबिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गौरानीता हे गौरानीता हे गौरानीता जय गौरानीता जय जगन्नाथ जय जगन्नाथ बोल देव जय सुभद्र राधा बल्लभ रल्लभ श्री राधे गोवधान गिरी गोवधान गिरी गोवधान जय गिरी गोवधान जय जय प्रभु प्रभुपा प्रभु प्रभुपा प्रभु जय जय प्रभु प्रभुपाद की शिशि गोनीताय की शिशि जगन्नाथ पद देव सुभद्रा की शिशि राध बल भगवान की गिरिराज महाराज की ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की raining in here <coughs> Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya A reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 24 and 25 The Worshipping of Govardhana Hill Haridasa Vadya Giriraj Maharaj Ki We just got back from New Zealand, so um, 
I woke up this morning and I said, I really want to go to the temple and sit, listen to the class. And then just before I was leaving, Gropa Vrindeshpuru called and said, you're giving class. <laughs> so I'm sitting and I'm giving, but I'm, hopefully I can... Sorry? Ex tempo. hopefully we can make something. Anyway, this is a very wonderful chapter of Bhagavatam and it's, um, it's one of the favorite chapters in, in the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. It comes just after the pastime of the proud Vedic Brahmanas. You might, everybody will remember that. The Brahmanas' wives blessed by Krishna who are performing a yagya and they're performing a yagya in somewhere between Govardhan and Mathura. And the yagya was to go to heavenly planets. They're in Vrindavan, Rajadam, and they want to go to heaven. So the cowherd boys went there to beg the break some prasadam. They were refused, and then their wives come to the forest, and the wives have the first darshan of Krishna. The wives of the proud Vedic Brahmanas, and they were meditating on Krishna for a long time. And when they saw him, finally the, the result of their meditation was complete. Krishna manifest there as Sham Sunda. Shamam Hidanya Paridimba Namalya Bhadhar. Thank you. He was standing there with um, in his beautiful threefold bending form as Sham and he's wearing a garland of fresh fresh forest flowers. And he's standing there as if like an actor on a stage. He's decorated very gorgeously, you know, with all different gopi dots and, and he's got a, um, in his side he has um, sticks from the Vrindavan and a feather and his flute in one side of the belt. And then, Vinyasta hasta itarenu dunu numabjam. He's holding the hand, on one hand he's got on the shoulder of a cowherd boy one of his friends, and on the other hand he's twirling a lotus flower. And then it says that he's smiling at the gopis, Mukahasta. He's got a big smile on his face. And you'll see this many times in the Srimad Bhagavatam, when Krishna appears and he's in discourse with different devotees, he's smiling. He's even smiling on the battlefield of Kurukshetra when he's talking to Arjun. But he smiles a lot in the pastimes in the Bhagavatam. Lord smiles as Lord, as Lord Vishnu when he appears before um, different incarnations, when he appears before different devotees, he comes on Gurudaji and he's smiling and giving blessing or smiling and etc. etc. So he's smiling. He doesn't smile as Lord Nishingadev, of course. But in most, many times he's smiling and giving benedictions and blessings. So um, that's the first vision that the, the, the wives have. And then they go and they engage in this discourse. And Krishna welcomes them as Mahabhaga. Swagatam Swagatam Mahabhaga. He welcomes them as the most fortunate living entities in Braj, in the world. Because they came out into the Kunj, into Krishna's Kunj. And Karavama, what can I do for you? Tell me how I can please you. What can I say? How, how can I serve you in my kunja? You've come to my house. You know, Krishna's house is a kunja. 
he lives in different, he has a palace in Dwarka, but in Braj, he has a kunj, and he has nice trees, a tree house. Have you got a tree house at home? No? Krishna has a tree house. You go inside the house and it's very comfortable and it's very um, attractive. It's, it's more, more attractive than a, a palace in Dwarka. This, this particular house is in Braj. So he welcomed them in and he begins his discussion with them and they said they came here because of Krishna's... the, the cowherd boys requested for some, something to eat on behalf of Krishna and Balaram. And that really excited them and that encouraged them, inspired their bhakti. And so they, put, they filled their baskets with prasadam and they went out to the forest. And they told Krishna that they're not going back home. He told them to go home. He said, it's nice to see you, now you can go back home. Back to your houses, back to your husbands, back to your father, back to your children, back to your grandparents. And they said, no, we can't go back home because they won't accept us now. They won't, they reject us. We've come out to the forest to play with, the, to, to, to have this dasha of a cowherder, cowherd boy. So they'll reject us. And Krishna explained to them, so this is the same thing he did to the gopis, but the gopis didn't accept his, his request. They didn't go home. But the cowherd, the, the brahmana's wives did go home. And he said to them, but you don't get a bhakti just by um, being in the presence of Krishna, just by his physical pr proximity. Not just by being close, connected with Krishna physically, do you get bhakti. But you get bhakti by, by hearing and chanting about Krishna, by dhyan, by meditation on Krishna, and by worshipping deity, we get bhakti by these processes. Therefore, he said to them, they should go home. And they did go home. And then the brahmanas cursed themselves for being so, so ignorant and so unfortunate that they didn't take the opportunity to serve Krishna, they didn't take the opportunity to offer whatever they had to Krishna. Yatkaroshi, Yadashnasi, whatever that whatever we have we should give to Krishna as an arpanam, as an offering. But they didn't do that because they were too messed up with their Vedic rituals. And and that's the lead into today's um, meditation, worshiping Govardhan Hill. That we should know what we're doing. We know ritualistic Brahmanas. We have ritual and our ritual is to enhance our bhakti. The ritual that we perform in Krishna consciousness in the Gaudiya Vaishnavism, given to us by the Acharyas, Gopabhata Goswami and different Acharyas, Sanatana Goswami and Hari Bhakti Vilas. The, the rituals that we have is simply to increase our bhakti, to bring us closer to Krishna. And I will sing it. To bring us closer to Krishna and in, to, to, make us, to increase our attraction for performing devotional service. And the ritual is bhakti. In, in, our, in our system, the ritual is bhakti. Because whatever we do, we do with consciousness that it's pleasing for Krishna. So that's the, the main point. And they were cursing their high learning and their high birth. They went through a whole list of dicks. To hell with our high learning, to hell with our, with our th three, three, three births as Vedic Brahmanas to hell with, with our austerities, diktapaha, to hell with all these things because they didn't give us bhakti. And now we'll hear 
in this chapter how the other residents of Vrindavan, how all the residents in Vrindavan, and no doubt the Brahmanas came under the hill of Govardhan, of Giriraj Maharaj. So we're going to read the first few chapters, first few shlokas in the 24th chapter, worshipping Govardhan the hill, and then we're going to jump over to the um, lifting of Govardhan hill. So we'll worship Govardhan Hill. This is the prelude, the introduction, and then we'll we'll get under the hill with Krishna and the cowherd boys and the cowherd girls and the gopas and everybody in Vrindavan, the cows. So text number one. Shri Shukar Huvacha Bhagavan Pitatraiva Baladayevena Samyutaha Apashyan Nivasan Gopan Indrayagya Kritodyaman. <clears throat> Sukadeva Goswami said, while staying in that very place with his brother Baladeva, Lord Krishna happened to see the cowherd men busily arranging for a sacrifice to Indra. Now that very place um, may well have been just where the, he had the exchange with the Brahmanas. But it says, that, in one commentary it says that it's somewhere between Govardhan and and Mathura. So, um, let's see what the Acharyas say. Tatra, here we go. According to Srila Swami and the other Acharyas, the words Tatra Eva in this verse indicate that Lord Krishna stayed in the village, yeah, stayed in the village of the Brahmanas, whose wives had satisfied him by their devotion. Thus he gave his mercy to those Brahmanas as well as to their chaste wives, who had no one to associate with except their husbands. In that place, the cowherd men headed by Lord Krishna's father, Nanda Maharaj, was somehow or other preparing to elaborate sacrifice to Lord Indra, Indra Yaga. <clears throat> and Lord Krishna reacted as follows. Krishna's had enough now of these yagyas. Hi Krishna. And uh, he wants to teach what is the real yagya? That is the real yagya is Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. Being the omniscient super soul, the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna already understood the situation, yet he still humbly inquired from the elders, headed by his father, Nanda Maharaj. Lord Krishna was eager to enact his pastime of lifting Govardhan Hill and defeating the false pride of Indra, and thus he cleverly inquired from his father about the imminent sacrifice. Katyatame pitayo koyam sambramova upagataha kimpalam kasyavodeshaha kenava sadyate makaha. This is what Krishna said. He's asking questions to his father. My dear father, kindly explain to me what this great endeavor of yours is all about. What is it meant to accomplish? If this is a ritual sacrifice, then for whose satisfaction is it intended? And by what means is it going to be executed? So Krishna is asking his father for the Sambandha, the Abhidaya and the Prayojana of this yagya. In the, in the beginning of a yagya we do sankalpa, right? So he's asking, what is the intention of this yagya? How will you perform the yagya? 
Who's going to benefit from this yagya? We should know these things every before we do a, a yagya. And one of the criticisms of, of religion, not just Hinduism, Hindu rituals, but all religion, is that they become ritualistic religions and nobody really knows what's going on. In fact, it becomes such a situation that only a certain Brahminical class or a priestly caste know the purpose of the ritual and how to execute the ritual and what the ritual is in the first place. And that's the same in Christianity, it's the same in, in Islam, it's the same, not so much in Islam, but it's the same in, in definitely Judaism. It's the same in many, many religions around the world, ritualistic religions that have ritual. And there's, there's a lot of ritual in these religions. And, unless we, and there's a caste, a, a priestly caste that are ordained to execute the ritual on behalf of the people, on behalf of the, of the congregation, on behalf of the masses. And what Srila Prabhupada did and the Acharyas do, or Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu inaugurated, was to bring all that ritual into the lives of everybody, to the common people. That's the Sankirtan Yagya. Sankirtan Yagya, the ritual of Sankirtan, is supported by the culture of Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, of the, the processes of Bhakti. That is the Sankirtan Yagya, the culture. And everybody takes responsibility to participate in that culture. And so we, instead of just having a Brahmana class, we have, well, we have our Brahmanas, but the Brahmanas are not birth caste Brahmanas. They're devotees who are sincere, who understand the scripture, who understand the, the, the knowledge, and who are inspired to execute the, the, on behalf of Parampara, on behalf of the spiritual masters to execute their bhakti and to bring others to bhakti. And therefore, it is a much more inclusive approach to religion, much more inclusive approach to, to, um, to a culture um, than ritualistic religion. And here Krishna is condemning ritualistic religion. Don't do it because it's a ritual. Is this just a village custom? If it's a village custom, where did it come from? If it's a custom, it's okay. Like in your Hindu marriages, you, there's many different customs, right? You, if South Indian marriage is different to Gujarati marriage. And Gujarati marriage is different to Bengali marriage, right? And Punjabi marriage, different again. <laughs> That's different category. Next level marriage. <laughs> Punjabi, right? I think you get what I mean. So, different customs, but the, at the end of the day, it's vivaha samskara. Right? It's the, the samskaras, some of the essential principles are there in the samskara. That should be there. Kanyadan must be there. There's no marriage without kanyadan. Right? So, some things have to be there. Saptapadi must be there, you can say. And a few other things must be there. But not everything, not riding in on the horse and the arguments and the fighting and the games. They're all, they're all custom, right? The, the arguments and the, the cursing and the everything, they're custom. The fun and the games. So here Krishna wants to work out what is the custom and what is the real thing. And then you understand the real thing, who's it for? Who's benefiting from this? Hmm? So that's Krishna's asking very intelligent questions. He says, Please tell me about it, O Father. I have a great desire to know, and I am ready to hear in good faith. 
Certainly no secrets are to be kept by saintly personalities who see all others as equal to themselves, who have no conception of mind and, other, and others, and who do not consider who is a friend and who is an enemy and who is neutral. So devotees are ready to give this knowledge of bhakti to anybody, indiscriminately. I mean, we, we do discriminate, of course, to a certain extent. But basically, on the, in the big picture, Krishna consciousness is for everybody. Ratha Yatra is for everybody. Harinam Sankirtan is for everybody. Book distribution is for everybody to, to a certain extent. Um, so our, our external Krishna consciousness, our outreach is for everybody. We don't discriminate. And because we want everybody to have access to or to have exposure to this process of Krishna consciousness. And to demystify the ritual. To demystify, to, to simplify a very complex system of um, religion, you can say, that comes under the umbrella of Hinduism. That is what we're learning from today's Bhagavatam. Lord Krishna's father might have thought that his son was a mere child and thus could not properly question the validity of a Vedic sacrifice. But the Lord's clever statement here would certainly have convinced Nanda Maharaj that Sri Krishna was making a serious, not a whimsical inquiry, and that serious answer should thus be given. It's such a very coherent and very deep and penetrating inquiry. It's not, some, it's not the babbling of a young child. It's something that's very, it's significant and, and it's meant to bring about a significant response so that we can learn. And that's what the Bhagavatam is for. The Bhagavatam is, is questioning and answering um, and it's teaching. It's teaching us who are hearing Bhagavatam now um, in 2022 lessons that have been taught for millennia. Um, because the questions are so, so um, coherent and so um, well formulated and the responses are very comprehensive and deep and therefore they carry weight and they're not, not just some kind of a pop literature that gets trashed or like a, a newspaper that gets tossed in the bin after you read it once. But it's a, it's a book that's worshipped. We worship Bhagavatam as non-different to Krishna. There's a verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita where Krishna does Kavraj Goswami says that Srimad Bhagavatam and Krishna are non-different. They're the same. If you put them on the scale, put Bhagavatam and Krishna on the scale, they're the same. Krishna Tulya Bhagavatam. They're exactly the same. Sava Shastra Hoya. Okay, so here here's... Um, the next bit. One who is neutral may be avoided like an enemy, but a friend should be considered like one's very own self. Even if Nanda Maharaj did not see his friends, enemies, and neutral parties as entirely equal, Lord Krishna, being Nanda Maharaj's son, was certainly a most trustworthy friend and should therefore not be left out of intimate discussions. In other words, Nanda Maharaj might have thought that as a householder, he could not act on the highest saintly platform, and thus Lord Krishna furnished additional reasons why his father should trust him and reveal the entire purpose of the sacrifice. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, Nanda Maharaj stood silent, doubting his position of parental aloofness, since Gargamuni had predicted 
that his son would be equal to Narayana in his qualities. And the young boy had already conquered and killed many powerful demons. Mm -hmm. Question. Question for the kids. And then the adults can take over. Who has Krishna killed? This is lifting Govardhan Hill. Who did he kill before lifting Govardhan Hill? This is like chapter 24 of your Krishna book. Who's the demon that he killed? Sorry? One demon. If you say a demon in Vrindavan, you're pretty, pretty much got a good chance. I have it in the mind, but I'm not able to remember the demon. It'll come, it'll come. Come on, one demon. Give me a demon. Who? Bakasura, yes, definitely he killed Bakasura. Who else did he kill? Kundavali, tell me a demon that he killed. Krishna. Vrindavan. So, who? Agasura. Yeah, he's, the, he's called the sin demon. <laughs> Aga means sin demon. All demons are sin, but he's the personification of sin. Well, all of, the, all of the demons in Brajalila, he killed them all. Because this is lifting over down a hill. And then there's a few more demons to go, I guess. No, there's... From Putana he killed, to Navata he killed. The whole list, you can go down, bang, 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 bang. One time we were doing Krishna we book distribution, and we gave Krishna book, we were doing, selling Krishna books, and we went into this shop in North Melbourne, it was a haberdashery. I'm not sure if you know what that is. It's a shop where they sell all clothes, cloth and stuff for sewing. Old shop. Sorry? Aristostura. No, haberdashery. <laughs> not Aristostura. Yeah, he's another demon. So, so the Krishna book. And we went to sell the Krishna book in the shop and said, this is a book about, this is a, if you take this book, it's a book about peace and love and, and everything. And so she, the lady, old lady opened up table of contents. <laughs> Killing Putana. Okay. Killing Trinavata. Killing. She went down the whole list. Oh, subduing. That's okay. Subduing Kalia. So she went down the list. She said, There's so many killing in here. It's such a peaceful book. <laughs> o old lady, right? O old lady in North Melbourne. So that's not how you sell the Krishna book. Okay. Then, Tatra Tava Kriyo Yogo Bhavatam Kim Vicharitaha Atava Lokikastanme Prichita Sadubanyatam. Oh no, sorry, I missed the most important verse. This is the verse that, text number six is the verse that I would have had written up, but we didn't have time and it would be a shame to, to rub that verse out because it's so nicely written for tomorrow. Keep it for tomorrow, Sunday 23rd of October. Um, repeat after me. Gyatva, Agyatva, Cha, Karmani, Gyatva, Gyatva, Cha, Karmani, Janaha, Janaha. I am Anutishtati, 
Janoyam Anutishtati Janoyam Anutishtati Vidushaha Karma Siddhi Syad Vidusha Kama Siddhi Syad Vidusha Kama Siddhi Syad Yata Yata Navidisho Navidisho Bhavet Bhavet Yata Navidisho Bhavet So here in this translation when people in this world perform activities, sometimes they understand what they are doing and sometimes they don't. Gyatva agyatva chakarmani. Sometimes they know, sometimes they don't. Janayam anutishtati. Common people. This is not enlightened people, not the devotees, but sometimes, many times you can say, people do things that they don't know why they're doing them. Gyatva agyatva chakarmani janoyamanutishtati. Now it says, those who know what they are doing achieve success in their work. Vidushaha means the wise. Vidushaha kamasidhisyat. They achieve perfection. They achieve the intended goal of the activity. And then yata na vidisho bhavet. Whereas ignorant people, those who are avidisha, foolish, they do not achieve the goal. They, ha they can't achieve the goal because they don't have a goal. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing, they don't know why they're doing, they don't know where they're going. So they don't achieve. No, no perfection. But the wise do. Vidusha, kamasiddhi, syad. Nice verse to remember. It's very good for preaching, application, very good for sharing with devotees. 10.24 Six. The Lord here informs his father that people should perform a particular ceremony or activity only after thoroughly understanding it through discussion with friends. We should not be blind followers of tradition. If a person doesn't even know what he's doing, how can he be successful in his work? This essentially is the Lord's argument in this verse. Since Sri Krishna is the young child of Nanda, would naturally be expected to show enthusiasm for his father's religious activities, it was the father's duty to give the son a thorough explanation of the ceremony. And we'll read one more verse here, and then jump over all of the philosophical Krishna's karma mimamsa lesson today. You have to learn that yourself. Krishna is explaining why you should do it, because work is worship. You can learn that yourself. Tatra tavat kriyo yogo bhavatam kim vicharitaha atava lokikastan me prichata sadhu banyatam. Such being the case, this ritualistic endeavor of yours should be clearly explained to me. Is it a ceremony based on scriptural injunction or simply a custom of ordinary society? Then Nanda Maharaj will explain why it's raining so much, <laughs> where the rain comes from, and um, how come we get rain, and 
everything else. So we've jumped over to. Um, oh, I had my. Ah, oh, yes, we're still. We were at the end of worshiping Govardhan Hill, and then we'll go to lifting the hill because at the end of Govardhan Hill we get the the um, procession and. Finally, Krishna has convinced everybody um, about his philosophy, against Nandamarada's philosophy, and he says, therefore, tasmat, let's take it up from tasmat. So therefore, he's convincing, he's convinced Nandamaraj, and not just Nandamaraj, but all of the assembled gopas who were hearing the conversation. Tasmat ghavam brahmananam andres charabhyatam makaha Ya Indra Yaga. Remember, we had that verse, that line at the beginning, Indra Yaga. What is this Indra Yaga? What are you doing here? Sambaras. Taidayam Sadhitam Makaha. And that Makaha is a word for sacrifice that's used in some of the famous words, in, like in the Treta Yuga, Tritaya. We have that Makaha, that same, same word for sacrifice. Therefore, may I sacrifice for the pleasure of the cows? Gavam, the plural, Gavam, all the cows in Braj, many of them. How many cows did Nandamaraj have? 900,000 cows. So that's going to be a big sacrifice, this one. Not sacrificing the cows, a big festival. And Brahmananam, of all the Brahmanas, many Brahmanas will come, under the hill of Adre, Adridharan. Of Govardhan. The Brahmanas and the Govardhan hill begin. With all the paraphernalia collected for worshipping Indra, let this sacrifice be performed instead. So all the sacrifice all the paraphernalia for Indra is going to be transferred over to Govardhan. And instead of offering the the grains into the Yagya for Lord Indra, the gopis and the gopis will cook the grains. And they'll make nice offerings of samosa and kachori and puris and sweet rice, etc. So he's not just offering the, the the uncooked grain, but this festival will be with cooked paraphernalia. And I'll read the Sanskrit for this because there's a direct Sanskrit English word translation coming up here. Pachyantam vividha pakaha. Pakaha means cooked food, right? Supantam payasadayaha. So at, at the end there will be antaha supaha. What is supaha? Soup. <laughs> supaha, supanta payasadayaha. Samya vapupa shakshkulyaha. Savadohas chagriyatam. Let many different kinds of food be cooked from sweet rice to vegetable soup. That's a translation from Kit from um, uh, Ridanandamraj or Gopi, Gopi, Gopi Pranadanapur. Many kinds of fancy cakes, both baked and fried, should be prepared, and all the available milk products should be taken for this sacrifice. So, supa and soup. It's the same word. Supanta. Ending with soup and beginning with payas. Payasa. What's payasam? Kheer. Sweet rice. 
Melbourne devotees know what everyone in Melbourne knows what payas is. Sweet rice. Okay. The Brahmanas who had learned it in the Vedic mantras must properly invoke the sacrificial fires. Then you should feed the priests with nicely prepared food and reward them with cows and other gifts. According to Srila Sridhar Swami, Lord Krishna instructed his father and other residents of Vrindavan in the technical details of this Vedic sacrifice to assure the quality of the sacrifice and also to inspire Nanda and the others with faith in the concept of such a sacrifice. Thus the Lord mentioned that there must be orthodox brahmanas, regular sacrificial fires and proper distribution of charity and things were to be done in the order given by the Lord. So when we say that we don't follow the ritualistic um, religion, we have ritual, as I said, and our ritual has been established by the Acharyas, particularly by Gopal Bhatta Goswami and uh, Sanatana Goswami, but many, many Acharyas have laid out samskaras, rituals for devotees to perform. In Pancharatarika, uh, samskaras, Pancharatarika Vidhi, in worshipping the deity, it's not that we just make up our own system of worship and we engage in but the system of worship is, is standard according to time, place and circumstance. So there are differences, there are adjustments that are made. But base, the basic worship that we offer in ISKCON centers is we wake up the deities early in the morning and we have a mongolati at 4.30 and this is all standard according to set by Shuddha Prabhupada and principles given by Sanatana Goswami and Gopabhata Goswami. So when you, when you hear the principle, when you understand the principles and all the systems behind the principles, then we develop confidence in what we're doing. And with that confidence, the festivals and the, the procedures are, are engaged in or undertaken very enthusiastically and everybody becomes very um, convinced that this is the right thing to do, right? So we're, we're on the right path, and, and we're not just reading the script and trying to work out what's next, what's next, what's next, what, what's next, but it's called, it's internalized. And the more we internalize the ritual, the more we're able to teach the ritual. In the, in the Vedic system of knowledge, we have Sambandhabhidaya and Prayojana, um, and the more we understand the goal of where we're heading with this knowledge, what is the purpose behind what we're doing, and the more we understand and we're convinced about our relationship with the goal, Sambandha, to the Prayojana, and our relationship with Krishna, then the Abhidaya becomes very, the, the process for achieving that becomes very, um, it becomes revealed in Krishna consciousness. It becomes gradually, gradually more and more revealed and more and more facility is provided for us to achieve the ultimate goal, which is Krishna Prema, as we internalize, or the word that's used in the Upanishads is niridhyasanam, as that internal meditation becomes, as the activities become internalized and second nature, then we're able to um, act and find means and ways for achieving the goal which are sometimes very innovative, as Prabhupada says in the first canto of Bhagavatam, that Krishna consciousness is not stagnant, it's not stereotype, it's dynamic. And through 
that when the devotees understand the process of, uh, that the, when they understand the prayojana, or become convinced of the prayojana, and the sambandaras that aham paramasmi, that I'm a spirit soul, not this material body, then um, devotees can, uh, can work out many, many different means for, for engaging in the abhideya of Krishna consciousness. In the fifth chap fourth chapter and the fifth chapter, you'll read in the purport, Srila Prabhupada, very much emphasizing this point. When Narad Muni appears on the scene, first appears on the scene in the Srimad Bhagavatam to preach Krishna consciousness to Srila Vyasadeva. And the idea is that there is more than one way to present Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada mentions there, according to time, place and circumstance. And an experienced devotee is able to adjust and to, to preach in a way which doesn't, it doesn't detract from the original meaning. He says the original meaning has to be maintained. We have to keep the original meaning, but it has to be engaging and we have to connect with our audience, Prabhupada says. It has to be according to, it has to be, um, uh, the exact words not coming, but it has to be. We have to be able to adjust according to the audience. So we, we uh, the needs of the audience. Prabhupada mentions that. So that's understanding the sambandha vidaya and prayojana of the yagya sambandha vidaya and prayojana of chanting, of deity worship, of sangha, of everything in Krishna consciousness. After giving the appropriate food to everyone else, including such fallen souls as dogs and dog eaters, you should give grass to the cows and then present your respectful offerings to Govardhan Hill. After everyone has eaten to his satisfaction, you should all dress and decorate yourselves handsomely, smear your bodies with sandalwood paste, and then circumambulate the cows, the brahmanas, the sacrificial fires, and Govardhan Hill because you have a full belly, you got fully satisfied. Everybody has energy now. We have a big festival, we've eaten all the, sac all the prasadam, now we have strength to circumambulate the hill. And it's not, a, it's not a short walk around the hill. It's quite some distance, you know, 20 something k's, 22? 22 kilometers around the hill. And some parts of it are difficult, right? The parts when you've just, you know, 18 kilometers in and your feet are starting to, to feel a bit hot, particularly in the hot season, starting to blister up a bit. And then you get all the, all the stones and all the thorns come up. They're just waiting for you there at the 18 kilometer mark. You thought you were finished. Here we go. We'll finish you off. No, it's very, that's Giriraja's mercy. For the devotees, a famous devotee who used to um, do Govardhan Parakrama, um, disciple of Tamar Krishna Maharaj, uh, Kirtida Mataji. Many of you have heard of Kirtida Mataji. She, um, she went to Vrindavan with a, a heart disease. She had a problem, she had a hole in her heart, or her heart wasn't functioning. She went there. She was an, an, a senior nurse, operational nurse in a hospital. She knew a lot about medicine and she knew that her time was up. She had two months left. So she went to Brindavan with two months left in her life. And she got a nice place, apartment in the MVT and she did a lot of service. You know, Govardhan Parakrama, Brindavan Parakrama, Pradakund Parakrama and 
chanting extra rounds, etc. Preparing, getting ready. I think she stayed there for six or eight years more. <laughs> From two months, went to the visa was extending, right? Amazing. Amazing, right? And one day she did not one day, many days. She would do a full Govardhana Parakrama in the morning with one group. She would take devotees out on Parakrama. She did full Govardhana in one in the morning, and then have lunch, and then take another group out. <laughs> Twice Parakrama. You do one Parakrama. I mean, Sukadeva, his Prajbasi, his he can't do two Parakrams in one day. He can do one. We used to do Govardhan Parakram with the fruit waller at the front of the is Krishna Balaramandir. He's a friend of um, one of our local devotees there. And he could do Govardhan Parakram in like, you know, Usain Bolt time. He could just get around that Govardhan like, you fast, you know, really fast. Break all the world record for Govardhan Parakram. Uh, and we, as Brahmacharis, we could keep up with him. I think no, not now, but he could do it in a couple of hours, maybe two and a half hours, something. Whole governor program. Maybe he'd take the inside route, but still pretty good. And he would stop for some, he would eat somewhere to have some, get the energy. So, Govardhan, it's a good idea not to do it on an empty stomach. <laughs> that's the lesson. Have some prasad before you go. And that's actually, it's a practical thing. The, the, the cooks in the, in the Jagannath temple, they ask the cook, the head cook, and there's thousands of them. You know, we think we've got a lot of cooks here. Um, they've got three thousand, many thousands of cooks in the Jagannath Mandir, in Puri. And the, the devotees were interviewing him, and they're asking questions for, to compile a book on Jagannath temple. And they asked, what is the, the most important thing for the cook, when the cook comes into the into the kitchen, what is the most important thing? And the kitchen has like 5,000 stoves. Not these kind of brat pans, but different stoves you know, where they pile up all the clay pots, those stoves. So with wood, wood fire, not gas. Doesn't matter what Putin's doing, you still get gas, you still get wood fire, it's still going like that. You don't worry about gas shortage in, in uh, Puri. So, he said the most important thing is that the cooks come with a full belly. They shouldn't be hungry when they're cooking. <laughs> That's the most important thing. They should have nice prasadam at home and come clean, clean cloth and clean head, clean meditation, not, oh, I can't wait to eat this prasadam today, you know. <laughs> there will be a distraction. So we should, it's something to, I mean, you can't do that early in the morning, wake up at three o'clock and, and have a nice big feast. But um, it's something to think about. In the old days when we served out prasadam in here in the temple, the Sunday feast, when we served out the Sunday feast in the temple room, all the servers had prasadam first. Yeah? So that way you're not hiding the curd sabji and stuff like that. It's like, okay, we've had full curd sabji. We can't look at the curd sabji anymore. <laughs> have more. We don't, want, we don't want any leftovers. <laughs> take, 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 full. So this is my idea, O oh Father, and you may carry it out if it appeals to you. Such a sacrifice will be very dear to the cows of Brahmanas and Govardhan Hill and also to me. Okay. 
Shukadeva Goswami said, Lord Krishna, who is himself powerful time, desired to destroy the false pride of Lord Indra. When Nanda and the other senior men of Vrindavan heard Sri Krishna's statement, they accepted his words as proper. The cowherd community then did all that Madhusudan had suggested. They arranged for the Brahmanas to recite the auspicious Vedic mantras, and using the paraphernalia that had been intended for Indra's sacrifice, they presented offerings to Govardhan Hill and the Brahmanas with reverential respect. They also gave grass to the cows. Then placing the cows, bulls and cows in front of them, they circumambulated Govardhan. The residents of Vrindavan were simply devoted to Lord Krishna. That was the sum and substance of their existence. Being the Lord's eternal associates, they were ultimately not concerned with Lord Indra or ritualistic sacrifice. And they were certainly not interested in the mechanistic philosophy that Krishna had just spoken to them. They simply loved Krishna. And out of intense affection, they did exactly what he had requested. Their simple loving mentality was not small-mindedness or ignorance since they were devoted to the Supreme Absolute Truth, who contains within himself all existence. Thus the residents in Vrindavan constantly experienced the highest essential truth underlying all other truths. And that is Sri Krishna himself, the cause of all causes, and that which sustains the existence of all that exists. The residents of Vrindavan were overwhelmed in loving service to that Supreme Absolute Truth. Therefore, they were the most fortunate, most intelligent, and most pragmatic of all living beings. As the beautifully ornamented cowherd ladies followed along riding on wagons drawn by oxen, they sang the glories of Lord Krishna and their songs mingled with the Brahmanas chanting of benedictions. Krishna then assumed an unprecedented huge form to instill faith in the cowherd men, declaring, I am Govardhan Mountain. He, he ate the abundant offerings. Together with the people of Braj, the Lord bowed down to, his, to, to this form of Govardhan Hill, thus in effect offering obeisances to himself. Tasmai namo Brajajanai sahachakrai atmanatmane. He offered his obeisances to himself. Just see how this hill has appeared in person and bestowed mercy upon us. This Govardhan hill, assuming any, assuming any form he wishes, will kill any residents of the forest who neglect him. Therefore, let us pay our obeisances to him for the safety of ourselves and our cows. The members of the cowherd community, having thus been inspired by Lord Vasudev, to properly execute the sacrifice to Govardhan Hill, the cows and the Brahmanas returned with Lord Krishna to their village of Braj. And I think we'll finish there. Um, it's gone nine o'clock. There was one more, one famous verse in this chapter. I'll just finish with this verse. As Lord Indra becomes very, as you know, he's not very happy with what happened. He lost his share of the sacrifice. He lost his sacrifice. Lord share, he lost his sacrifice. And he lost his sacrifice at the hand of, of a young boy, Kauherda, in Vrindavan. And his big Indra in the Mahendra, he's the, he's the king of the heaven, the king of the gods, Lord Indra. So he's been, he's been, his position has been usurped by a young, 
apparently a young upstart. And one of the verses that he says, as he calls for his Samvataka clouds, Vachalam Balisham Stavdam. This is Lord Indra, angry Indra. Agyanam Pandita Maninam, Krishnam Maktyam Upasritya, Gopame Chakrud Apriyam. He says that Krishna is Vachalam. He's over-talkative. He's an, like children talk a lot. Krishna is his vachalam, over-talkative. Balisham, he's a child. He's an over-talkative child. He shouldn't be listened to. Stavdam, he's very arrogant. Means he doesn't budge from his position, right? Stavdam, he's not, he's not moving anywhere. So vachalam, he's balisham, he's stavdam. Agyam, he's foolish. He doesn't have knowledge. He's a foolish, talkative, over-talkative, arrogant little boy, Balisham, these things. And he thinks that actually he's an ordinary human being. Indra is now displaying his real colors, you can say, as a, not as a, as, a, as a standard demigod who will always take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and, and Indra does eventually and oftentimes he's rectified, and he will be rectified in this pastime. But his errant consciousness or mentality is that Krishna Matyam Upasrita. Krishna is a, a Matyam. He's a normal human being, but he's not. Sahara Manikeshava, in the beginning of the Bhagavatam, says, Lord Balaram and Krishna came to perform superhuman activities. They're not normal human beings. Kritavan Kilakamani Sahara Menikeshava Ati Matyani Bhagavan Gudakapatamanasha. So he's not a Matyam, but he's saying he's a Matyam. And the Acharyas will, will unpack this in great detail. Gopame Chakrudapriyam. And therefore he's encouraged everybody to act to take shelter of him and to act in a foolish way. So We'll finish. We don't have time to really unpack this verse, but and then to get into the Sambhartaka class. But that's that's your reading today. That's your reading. That's your your homework, your temple work today, is to read the past the pastime of Krishna lifting the hill. And there's many devotees that are waiting to come into the here to lift to make a hill. I think um, so. Enjoy the rest of your Govardhan. Puja day, go Krita day, your go Puja day, your Govardhan Puja day. It's all happening today. You might have a calf come into the temple today. <laughs> yeah, we, sometimes we do. Uh, in Christchurch, they, they have Christchurch Temple is also in the city, and um, this is the old Christchurch Temple before the um, earthquake. They brought a, a calf down for the day from the countryside. A calf and, and a and a cow, I think. Anyway, there was a baby calf, and they brought it down to the temple. They thought it'd be a good idea for Gokrida, for some playing with the calf in the in the temple. So the calf came in the temple, and he he kind of enjoyed. He ran around the temple, and everybody was screaming. So that was his Krida. <laughs> uh, 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 he was just running and running and running, and he ran out of the temple, and they're on the main street. Right. <laughs> And he went running all over, and there's a big park, huge park opposite, it goes for miles. And he ran into the park, 
So he was having a great time. There's the grass everywhere and lots of little caves and things like that. He was having his own Govardhan Puja over there, his calf. But it, it caused a lot of disturbance for the local people and for the traffic and for the... Uh, yeah. So it's not a good idea always to bring a calf into a city temple. But <laughs> in the farm we can. We go down and have nice pastimes with the calves. calves. Giriraj Maharaj Ki Haridasavadya Girima Giriraj Maharaj Ki Shila Prabhupada Ki Gopimanandi Shila Prabhupada Ki You're welcome, John. Always good to see you.
Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. 